Welcome to the Retreat House Podcast. I'm your host, Angie Smith. I've invited a friend to come and join me at the Retreat House table. Come and join us. Thank you for joining me at the Retreat House table. Today I have Carissa Johnson, who is the owner and head mom of Moms on the Run. I met Carissa when I was involved with Moms on the Run. I had heard about them from actually junk mail that had come in the mail. (laughs) And um, so you never know. Don't look at your junk mail because you never know when it's going to change your life because Moms on the Run... I learned a lot from it. So anyway, thank you, Carissa, for being here. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you want to tell us about yourself? About myself? Um, your wife, a mom? Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am a wife. I am a mother. I am a follower of Christ. My faith is the most important thing in my life, and mm-hmm. hopefully everything else, you know, falls in line with that. Mm-hmm. I am a business owner, and that's become a big part of my life, bigger than I ever planned. And I am a friend, although I would say it's something I have way less time for these days than I wish <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, You're yeah. also a certified I am a certified personal trainer, group fitness instructor, um, nutrition specialist, some other uh, certifications in the fitness wellness realm. And right now my job is very administrative, so it's not something that I get to use a lot on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So you own Moms on the Run, and I've heard you talk about it a little bit here and there, about how it started. So kind of take us back to how Moms on the Run ended up starting and and how your faith played a part in that, because we're in this series called Following Your Call. Yeah. So what did that look like for you? You know, I don't think there was ever a moment where I just felt this call that I was supposed to, like, it was like a voice or anything that mm-hmm. told me what I was supposed to do. It more just felt like there was this idea that I just kept embracing and kept following and things fell into place. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I started, as far as a career, I started out as a personal trainer. And, well, actually, I started out in corporate fitness. I was an employee, and I loved that world. But when it was time to have kids, I wanted something more flexible. So I really wanted to be home more, be able to work around my family schedule. So that's Mm -hmm. when I left to do independent personal training. And then I had three kids in three and a half years. Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize they were all that close. Yeah. So that was a new adventure and really a time of trying to figure out how am I going to even exercise? Like, how am I going to possibly fit this in? And all of a sudden, I understood. I understood years of clients telling me I don't have time to exercise. Mm -hmm. It all made sense. Mm -hmm. And the only way I could figure out how to get a workout in was this idea I had, well, what if instead of personal training, I do it with them? What if it's more like a group class? And I loved the idea that was starting to become more popular that time of working out with your kids, with your babies. And I started a class for moms and babies. Okay. And it was a lot of fun, but it never really took off from a business perspective. I would get a few customers, but I think it's just a really hard phase of life to make your fitness a priority. I mean, when Mm -hmm. you're a brand new mom and everything goes around the baby's nap and feeding schedule. And you're so sleep deprived. Right. It was just, it just wasn't taking off. Um, It was a lot of fun. 
But I also had an interest. I was trying to get back to my old, I used to be a runner, and I was trying to get back to that. I was trying to get my cardiovascular fitness back. And I had talked to a friend about, you know, how does that look like? She was in a running group that she paid for. And I kind of wondered, well, how does that look like from a business perspective? I mean, do people pay to go running? What does this look like? And I didn't really have an idea how to structure that. Well, one day at class where I was teaching the class of the moms and the babies and a Mm -hmm. woman piped up and said, hey, I want to learn how to run a 5K. And everyone else agreed with her. They're all like, oh, yeah, we want to learn to run a 5K, too. We've always wanted to do that. And so I said, "Okay, I can do that. I can create a 5K training. Sure. Mm -hmm. I um, did that. I took the next few months. We were going into fall at that point to plan out this 5K training program for the next spring. Um, I had been a runner since I was nine years old and um, just loved the idea of getting that back for myself. And I loved that other women were excited about becoming runners. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea what to expect, but just kind of went all in with the marketing and made some nice flyers and distributed them everywhere. And that's what it took to get it started. In the very first year in Forest Lake, Minnesota, which is you know, it was a town of 13,000 people at the time. Mm-hmm. We had 26 women show up. I'd had about up That's to eight. Yeah. Um, it was huge. And I had people traveling for it to get to this class. And we had an amazing year. And the next year, we had 54 women sign up. We had women driving an hour to get there. Of course, oh. the ones that drove an hour weren't as committed and, you know, right. didn't stick with the program, mm-hmm. understandably. And I had women just contacting me from everywhere, you know, just like, we need this where we are, you know, they heard about it from friends. And so then I kind of went crazy and (laughs) opened seven (laughs) the next year. Then it went from seven to 12. Um, You know, if I had to do it again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have grown that fast. And I would have, you know, I would have probably done it differently. But And these were all in the Twin Cities. They were all in the Twin Cities. Yeah, I was okay. trying to cover the Minneapolis St. Paul area, you know. And there was no business strategy behind where I went. It was like you know, I think a reoccurring problem in my life has been a people being a people pleaser. It's mm. caused, you know, I'm sure there's good things about it, but it's caused a lot of issues too. And when I look back to why I expanded the way I do, I think that's why I, you know, people told me where they wanted me to be and I said, "Okay, we'll then open there." there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so and then I just kind of tried to make it so that nobody would hopefully have to drive more than a half hour in the Twin Cities and um by this point, I've realized people don't want to drive more than five, 10 minutes, you know, in their crazy busy lives <laughs> right. to get to an exercise class. Mm-hmm. But after 12, it was, it, I mean, I was way too spread thin. I didn't like what it was doing to me, to my family. I And I felt, well, I don't want to squash this thing. It's like a good thing that's really, that's mm-hmm. growing. And that's, because the know, whole point you had started doing something on the side was so that you could have more time with oh, your yes. family. That is that was my original goal. Yeah. I was moving way far away from that goal. And that's been, you know, the mom work life balance that every woman struggles with was just mm-hmm. getting worse and worse for me until the last couple of years I feel like I've been able to turn that around. But um I really didn't want this to go away. I the stories of that I was hearing from women about how it changed their life and just these testimonies that were coming in all the time were just Mm -hmm. so inspiring to me. And that's what really motivated me and made me want to keep going. And 
I looked into, you know, from a business perspective, how to do this. And the only way that I found was franchising. And it was something that I tried to avoid for so long as I learned about it and the difficulties and, you know, the legal issues with it. It's not what I wanted. But for some reason, I feel like God just opened up that road. Like it just, mm-hmm. I found a way to do it affordably at first. And then I um, I feel like I was eased into the cost. I actually did it wrong at first and then learned my <laughs> lesson. But working through that path actually made it affordable to do the expansion. And um, there's just so many things that I feel like they were significant hardships, but I was able to find a way to get through them. And it I began I began franchising in 2012. And I don't I feel like I would never want to go back and do that again and get through that get through that 2012, 2013. It was just it was the hardest thing. But we're on the other side of that now. And mm-hmm. now we've grown to 46 locations in six states. Wow. And it's just it's fun. It's just an amazing journey to be a part of. And it's it's still challenging. There's things every day that make me question things and that are very difficult about my role. But I, it, it really is the stories and the testimonies I hear that just make me really excited still about what we're doing. Yeah, I know for me when, so I think the first time I joined was in 2010. It was the last year that it was regular T-shirts before you right, went into Before the... we had tech shirts. Yes. yes, yes. That was really old school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was the first year I joined. And for me, it was that I never thought that I could be a runner. And my mom had passed away in August of 09. And I thought, I need to take better care of myself. Mm-hmm. And so and a friend of mine was actually the coach in the Shoreview at the Shoreview location, and I thought, well, she's someone that I can, and I, I can fail in front of her. You know, I, if okay, I could fall flat on my face, which I was convinced I was going to do with running because <laughs> it was so foreign to me. And I remember when I at the end of the season when we ran our five k, at the very beginning, I got, I w- was getting so emotional. I was kind of by myself on the trail at that time, and I was like, I'm not going to be that weird woman crying all by herself on the trail but I was using so much energy to try to keep it back and I was like I just I need just need to let it go and it was this like explosion of emotion because you know I was the the grief and take you know I was taking care of myself and doing this thing that I never ever thought that I would be able to do yes and even over the winter I didn't I didn't run at all and so but when it came to the spring and I joined again I remember thinking, I can't use the excuse anymore of, I can't do this because I've done this. All right. (laughs) And so even now I've gotten away from running, but I know, and I constantly keep thinking, no, I can't use the excuse of, I can't do it. I cannot do it because I have already done it. Yes. And I can go in and do it. Yes. Again. I love that story. And that's, that's who our target customers. That's who we want to help. You know, we love bringing women at all levels into our program, you know, and we'll provide different training programs for intermediate and advanced runners as well. But what makes me excited and just passionate about this is helping women who've never done this before do something that just makes them so proud and just helps them realize what they can (laughs) do when they dig deep and Mm -hmm. work hard at it. So what did 
because you were talking about that you didn't really feel like this was necessarily a call. There wasn't that voice or like a moment. I feel like it was a calling. I just don't feel like I've been, I can identify that, when you know, started. a light bulb moment. It feels like it's been a journey where it's just worked out that I never mm-hmm. Every step of this journey really wasn't something I planned. <laughs> you know, I was forced to make a business plan when it was time to franchise, but that wasn't, there was never really a business plan before that. It was just following what's happening. <laughs> so, what has it looked like for you then with your faith, with, with running a business, with it growing, with trying to figure out what to do? You know, what has that done in, in your faith and in your relationship with God? Yeah, that's a great question because I think that it's been a big challenge with my faith, with my faith mm-hmm. because I have a very entrepreneurial spirit. And so I get very excited about things and I'm mm-hmm. very, you know, I'm an independent person. I just want to do all these new things and I just want to do and do and do. And I feel like I wasn't relying on God's timing always right away and I was getting really excited and just going for things at times where I still feel like very much like God was with me because he was helping me work everything out. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I had undue stress that I was causing myself by not leaning on him, by trying to just figure it all out, trying to, you know, tell myself I can do it and just being such a doer and not always wanting to just patiently wait for answers. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like that's something in the last couple of years that I have to keep reminding myself. But I feel like I've gotten to the point where I know, look, like he's in charge and what he wants to happen is going to happen. So I can either, you know, fight against that and (laughs) struggle through it and be completely stressed out. Or I can step back and realize that, okay, there's a plan in all this. And yeah, life is busy. Life is difficult right now. But there is a plan and I can ask for his help and I can wait for his leading and, you know, ask more often mm-hmm. what what is the plan and what is my role here? Or I can just, you know, stress out about it all the time. And it's a struggle. I'm always going back and forth. I am so independent. And so I feel like I'm regularly going back to not praying enough and not, you know, seeking his will and just feeling like, oh, I'm too busy. Just do, do, do. Mm-hmm. But it's I feel like there's those reminders that pull me back to realize that this isn't about me. There's a different, there's a bigger picture and he wants peace for my life. He doesn't want Mm -hmm. constant stress, which is something that I'm always struggling with. So I can totally identify with that, with the going, going, doing, doing. And for me, and you can tell me if you, if this resonates with you or not going forward when by myself, not asking for help when I need it, not seeking help when I need it until I'm completely depleted. I mean, not only seeking God's wisdom, but asking the people around me to help and and for advice because I'm just, I can really relate to what you're saying about I'm independent. I'm capable. I can learn things. I'll just keep charging forward and I don't need help. I mean, is that something you've struggled with? You know, I, at first probably, but I mean, the overwhelm of the growth of the business, and it was really good at pointing out my shortcomings and helped me realize (laughs) what am I not good at and where do I need help? And in the last two years, I am constantly seeking advice. I'm constantly talking to other business owners and people that just might know more about a particular thing than I do. It's been so helpful and so refreshing um, to, you know, to have that fed into me, I guess, the mm-hmm. um, wisdom from other people. I especially, I, I, I appreciate a relationship I have 
right now with another Christian business owner who's in a similar situation as I am. I never thought that I would meet somebody who is in a very similar business situation and has such a strong faith. So it's been so inspiring to me and encouraging me because she's kind of at a higher level than I am. She's Mm -hmm. been through this longer. (laughs) And so just to have her advice and to be able to learn from her mistakes and, you know, that's just been so amazingly helpful. So I think, so she's kind of almost like a mentor. Yes. Mentoring you. Yes. And every time I spend an hour or two on the phone with her, my husband's like, She's doing this for free. Like <laughs> she could charge, you know, big bucks for her services. But right. I mean, she just she just wants to help too. So I think that's great when, as a community body of Christ, when we're mm-hmm. all supporting each other in that way. And I I feel like this being in this role has given me the opportunity to interact with people in a way that I might not have to learn that and to see that firsthand. Yeah, I. This I've said many times before that this starting a business feels more like a refining process than it does about about opening any business. That it, yeah. it's always bringing up the things that really I thought I had dealt with that. Oh no, here it is again. Yeah, and I'm dealing with it. It's humbling because I I have things that I literally used to think I was really good at, and now that I have been doing those things longer, I am like, I'm not good at that. Like, that is not my strength. And so mm-hmm. to identify what you are good at and then be passionate and be able to be successful in that role, but to still pull back and admit that, okay, this is a weakness I have and who can help me with this or what what should I do about this? And to spend time thinking about that without it draining your energy, because mm-hmm. there's been so many times where it feels like the things that you're not good at can just they can just suck the light of life out of you right exactly i've talked about that before about there's life giving work and mm-hmm. then there's life draining or sucking work when you do it you just feel like either you're being filled with life right or that it's being drained from yes. you and we have to do both sometimes right. unfortunately right. <laughs> yeah. like laundry yeah i feel that's life draining um have you felt like then finding somebody who can fill that role has that then been freeing to be able to say Okay, you that is in your gifting. Yes. You do that. You go do that well. Yes. Yeah. I have, you know, whether it's employees in my life or consultants or contractors that are so amazingly good at what they do and it's so refreshing to mm-hmm. be surrounded by that support and to realize that I wasn't meant to do this alone. You know, we're all in this together and it's so great that to identify someone who has a really amazing strength at something that I don't, <laughs> and then to partner together <laughs> with them. Yeah. Nice. So so what are things looking like today for Moms on the Run? So you started from the, the one group in Forest Lake, and now it's mm-hmm. 46 locations in six states. So what does the... What does the day-to-day look like for you? And I guess it might be different in different seasons, too. Yeah, it's there's a little bit of a seasonal nature, and there's some there are some months where it's like, I how am I going to get through the day? It's so busy. Mm-hmm. And then um, this time of year is more, it's just as busy, but it's in a different way because it's I have time to be more proactive and reflective and make more strategic decisions and mm-hmm. decide how are we going to do this and how are we going to do the next phase of growth. And right now, I feel like it's at a very challenging point because we're at a stage of growth where we need more staff, but there isn't the budget for that. Mm -hmm. And so trying to balance and decide how much risk to take in hiring 
you know, trusting that it will continue to grow, which there's no sign that it's slowing down. Mm -hmm. And yet, I feel like as I get older, I am less prone to risk. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't know why that's happening, but I, I am more cautious. And so I, um, you know, I don't feel like I've had to experience a lot of risk, at least financially in this business. I think I'm very, very fortunate with the way that it grew and the way that the growth um, funded itself, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so at this point, being in this kind of middle of the road spot feels a little bit scary because I feel like I have to trust and invest a little bit at a phase where it's like, wow, well, I've been kind of putting everything back in the business for 10 years. And you just sometimes I feel like I want to break from that constant um, invest, grow, invest, grow. Um, but right now, I think we're in a good spot because of the amount of learning and support that I've, I guess, gone through and experienced in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. But I'm really still being cautious. And I think that's okay. You know, I realize I've really slowed down the growth in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And mostly intentionally, you know, I, I really felt that I wanted us to be in a good spot before we go further. And that's why I've spent so much time learning, researching, talking to other people, because I don't, I did grow too fast at one point. I don't like what the result was of that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the last couple of years have all been about creating the right infrastructure, making sure we have enough support, making sure we have enough systems in place to support our franchise owners. Mm -hmm. So I, right now, I feel like we're trying to come back from that. And we've you know, now that we do have, I believe, enough employees for now, <laughs> now we're trying to get more strategic and make plans and go on to the next phase of growth. But it's been a very reflective last couple of years and getting ready for this next phase, which I believe now is going to start being fast growth again, which is kind of scary. It's scary and exciting. <laughs> yeah, that it's is exciting. So more, so are there... Is there opportunity for growth in the Twin Cities still, or is it? There is, okay. yes. We have a lot of room on the West Metro. So okay. most of the Twin Cities is full. There's a little bit of space in the Southeast. But, yeah, it's really strange how we have very full Northeast and South Metro, but quite a bit of space in the West still. <laughs> Interesting. So if somebody wanted to learn more about Moms on the Run or being a franchise owner mm -hmm. or more about the business, where would they go? They would go to our website, momsontherun.com. Of course, they can also follow, follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, all that. Um, but they're welcome to reach out on email, info at momsontherun.com. We'd be happy to answer any questions they have about being a customer or a franchise owner. That's exciting. That's exciting that you're to think about it growing again. Yeah. And with having the... Like the framework built to yes. be able to support yes. the growth. Yes. When I started kind of slowing down the growth, and what I mean by that is kind of uh, I actually stopped responding to leads, not really on purpose. I just got to a stage where I couldn't keep up with them mm -hmm. and just really slowed down any type of proactive following up and that kind of thing. And so right now to get back there feels scary to me, but I, I literally thought that we would be done with that. It was just going to be like six months to a year, and I'd have it all figured out, and we would start growing again. Mm -hmm. And it's been a slower process. It's been over two years now since we haven't been growing as the rate at the rate that we used to. And I'm totally good with that because I know 
why that is and our processes Mm -hmm. and that I did that on purpose. (laughs) But now I'm, I say I'm ready and I still feel like I'm not ready sometimes. But I feel like because of the work we've been doing the last couple of years, that it might grow really fast now. And that definitely scares me a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I can see why you would feel that way. (laughs) Is there anything that we haven't talked about or any questions that you haven't asked or anything more that you want to say about Moms on the Run? As far as Moms on the Run, I would love to help people understand how welcoming the organization is and that it's not just for runners because that would definitely be the first thing people think Mm -hmm. is, you know, I have to be a runner and you don't have to be a runner. We can help you get there. You know, Mm -hmm. we are very open to walkers and we do actually have walking only programs for the ones who just want to walk in some of our cities. But we also help women who say, oh, I could never be a runner. I hate running. And we change their minds. Mm -hmm. We help them get excited about it. And having a great group of supportive women around you is so important. So it is. And it, it, I mean, that was my experience. And at the at the time that I was in the Shoreview group, there were walkers, there were the learners, and there were the intermediates. Yeah. And and all three of us meeting at the same time and going on the same trail. And it's, it and it worked and it, it sounds was crazy, but you know, I think the intermediates are inspiring to the newer runners and everyone is so encouraging. It's like a big happy family. It and, is. Like a sisterhood. And, yeah. I want women to know that if, if they're scared to just do it. We have women who try it and then they're like, Oh, I wish I would have joined this years ago. But it took them years to get up the courage mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we welcome you at all levels. We wanna be a part of your fitness journey. And that's what I would love women to know about us. Yeah. it's And I would say from my experience, it's a safe place. Yeah. It's a safe place Thank to you. I'm glad that you step out and, that. Yeah, and risk like that. Yes. It, I found it to be a very safe space for that, to do that. That's wonderful. That's yeah. what we want. <laughs> and then to other women who are, you know, thinking about a dream or thinking about something that they feel passionate about my my recommendation is just go for it you know just baby steps I think Mm -hmm. that when you have something that's that you're really passionate about it'll work out even if it doesn't work out the way that you think it's going to or even if the steps to get there are going to be different than you think you know surround yourself by supportive people by wise people you know seek input from maybe people who have expertise in areas that you don't. And Mm -hmm. it just doesn't have to be a business. I mean, anything in life. I think that um, I just love to encourage people to do what they're passionate about and just see where God's going to take that. Yeah. I And something I've been learning, and maybe you can speak to this too, is that we sort of think, oh, okay, well, that's the dream. That's the vision. So I'm going to go that way. And it's going to be a straight line. Oh, it's never a straight line. No, I've learned that it's, kind of, it's curvy and twisty and yes. circly. Sometimes you're circling back and going through something again. Is that, would you say that that is true? Yes. It yeah. It's true? been a maze, like literally a maze. Like it's, there's been so many um, ups and downs and things I haven't planned on that I've had to get through. And, you know, I, I'm so thankful that it's, that it's, that it's a maze that goes in the right direction. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain that, but I think you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so in the midst of all of this, there well, there are two questions that I ask all my guests. So in the midst of all this busyness and starting a business, I would be interested to know how you retreat 
Is it a place? Is it a, a practice? Is it something that's, you know, and it doesn't have to be something I've always done this, or it could be something that's developing, but is there a place or a practice that you do or a place you go that helps you retreat and refresh? I don't have a place that I go regularly. Mm-hmm. I love to get away from the week for the weekend, um, even if it's by myself or a girls weekend or the family mm-hmm. uh, retreat to me just looks like a break from the normal. Right. <laughs> and so I love when I can have an experience. If I am, I'm, I'm not good at ever taking a full day off, let alone a weekend <laughs> of work. Um, but when I do, I love that. Like I, I really appreciate that chance to, I guess, retreat from the normal. Mm-hmm. On a daily basis, I would love to tell you I have this significant half-hour quiet time every morning. It's usually only a few minutes. <laughs> um, I think that I feel like God's with me all day, and mm-hmm. you know, it's no, I've never felt distant from God, but I've always felt like I have to get to that point where I have more time for that. Like, you know, I would love to stretch that to a half hour instead of you know cramming into a few minutes, and yet I appreciate that time to feel like it's starting off right. Mm -hmm. And um, that's, I guess, the inspiration that I need to even make that a more important part of my life, you know, to have those few minutes and realize I want to get things to a point where it can be more, where it's not just even a few minutes or half hour at the beginning of the day, but that I can have more time with God, with my family, you Mm -hmm. know, that we could have some more um, whether it's family devotional time or just time together. I don't think, you know, it's always about devotional time, right. but the spiritual practice, I guess, of being together as a family and enjoying mm-hmm. recreation, enjoying downtime together. Right. It's, I feel like it's more of a goal in my life than something I've accomplished at this point. You know, it's something that keeps me wanting to get this business in a good place and to move in the right direction so that my family can experience that mm-hmm. more, way more than we do right now. It's hard. It is. <laughs> and and your are you your kids are tweens and teens, aren't yep. they? Yeah, 10, 12 and 14 now. Okay. Yeah, so, so that's a busy extremely busy. busy. It's a lot easier busy. than when they were younger. It, you mm-hmm. know, I thought I'd never get that through that yeah. stage when they were preschool <laughs> years. Um, it's easier now. I love to encourage other moms of, you know, three kids under four. It does get easier, right. but it, it doesn't get less busy, but it's, you know, it's easier and I'm enjoying the stage of life even though it feels like running around like crazy. <laughs> and then the other question I ask people is if you were to use the hashtag celebrate weird, because I like to celebrate weird in my family, <laughs> um, what would be something about you that you would use that hashtag for? So something you think is weird or something you think maybe is normal and other people say, oh, that's so weird that you do that. You know, I first of all, I feel like everything I do is weird. <laughs> I feel like my entire life in I think that's part of the entrepreneur thing, but mm-hmm. I I want to be different. I've always wanted to be different. Like It's never been okay with me to do anything the way other people do it. <laughs> and I don't know where that comes from. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't even cook. Like if I, I'll look at a recipe and I'll attempt to do it, but there's something about it that makes me have to do one ingredient differently or something. <laughs> that's just how I am. Like I have to do it differently. And of course it doesn't turn out. So you'd think I would learn. But um, I guess one example, if I had to pick one, is 
the big deal that my family makes about half birthdays. Oh. <laughs> we celebrate half birthdays. And Do you celebrate regular birthdays? Yes, okay. we celebrate and regular half- birthdays. Okay. But we're trying to get out of that point where my kids expect gifts for their half birthday. <laughs> we don't always do that. We have in the past. Um, but, I mean, my fam- it started with my family. I mean, my sisters and I will still, like, razz each other if we forget if we forget each other's half birthdays, birthdays. because that's an important funny. deal to my family. <laughs> that's very fun. Well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. I, you've been an encouragement to me as I've stepped into this venture of yeah. trying to open a business and run a business. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And Moms on the Run, as I've told my story a little bit, has meant uh, has meant a lot to me and has given me the the confidence to know that I can do it. Yes. Even when I get into phases where, like I am right now, where it's a struggle and I haven't been doing it, I know that I can do it. And so that barrier is removed and it's just, like Nike says, I just need to do it. Yes. <laughs> so thank you. Thank yeah. you for everything thank you that for you've... having me, Angie. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Retreat House podcast. For any links mentioned in the show, head to the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and join us next week for another conversation at the Retreat House table. Thank you.